Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke of Redemption Hill Church in Eagle Mountain, Utah. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it's our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for today's conversation. It is good to be back together with you today on Shouts of Grace Radio. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we're so grateful for Key Radio and for their partnership in helping to make this show possible, uh, both on the radio as well as podcasting. So visit ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. You can catch up on all of our previous episodes. Pastor Steve, last time we had our 50th episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. It's been a fun journey, and uh, we talked about diligence. That's a good thing to talk about when you're feeling like you've accomplished something. You still got to keep working. You still got to keep applying yourself uh, to the good things of life and the things that God has in front of us. Today, we're going to talk about a difficult subject, and Mm. that is being refined by difficulty from Proverbs chapter 17. Pastor Mm. Steve. Yeah. You know, you know, Keith, anybody who's walked with the Lord long enough, you know, some people's faith is actually born into adversity, you know, but regardless of whether you're born into adversity from day one of confessing Christ or you've lived a while with the Lord, adversity's coming, right? And and I think I think this, you know, all of us like the idea of this calm life. You know, mm-hmm. we like peace and just, you know, we 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 nobody likes being at war, no. right? It's it's just a it's it's stressful, right? But I think one of the things that we fail to understand as Christians and fail to press into, Keith, is this idea that God is in the process of making us holy through refinement. And and if we understand the concept of refinement, Keith, it's burning out the impurities that exist in something. And so because we're sinners, the the, the type of worship we desire, we can't even give to God right. because there's so many impurities in our life. The type of faith that we want to deliver to the to the to the doorstep of the throne of God, we don't have the capacity to give, right? And and I love the picture of, you know, after all that Job went through in his life, who was a righteous man. I mean, he was righteous. At the end, he said, you know, I heard of you, God, but now I have seen you. Mm. So even in his righteousness, there was a there was a this idea that deep cries out to deep. There was still a deeper place that he could go to worship God. And it was through all of these infirmities and these trials that were brought upon him that none of us would ever wish upon another human being. And so when we talk about pressing into the pain points of Mm -hmm. life, right, it's actually something that's not only God's desire, it's his design. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, It's something that he blesses in our life. And I think of this proverb that that we're looking at in Proverbs uh, chapter 17, verse 3, it says, the crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold and the Lord tests the hearts. He tests the hearts. I, I think the best picture to paint of this, Keith, is you know, think of it this way, before any product ever goes on to the assembly line, before it's put out to the public, like an electronics thing or something like that, the the concept of that thing is tested yes. over and over in R&D and research and development. It's it, They want to make sure that before they put it out, that it's actually a proven product 
and it works, right? And you'll even, some of them, you'll even see a little sticker that says inspected by, you know, inspector 403 or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a process they go through. It is the same thing when it comes to our faith, Keith. God is testing us. He's testing the profession. He's testing. You say you love me here. Okay, you say you love me here. He wants the final product to be so amazing, and mm-hmm. he's going to accomplish that, that, that when we stand before God, we, we can look back at our life and say, you know what? Inspected by the Trinity. This is right. a done deal. Wow. God did this, and look at it's it's more precious than gold. It's been refined in the fire of mm-hmm. life, and this is the byproduct of it. Heaven, it's pure, and it's yours. Well, I can think of a couple of different examples. Abraham, God called him into uh, a journey to go to a land that he would show him, right? And it was decades of his life, and it wasn't until he had received the promise of his son that God put him to the major test. And because of that major test, we now look at Abraham passing that test, and he is called the father of faith. We have David, who was anointed king at a young age, but it wasn't until he was just about 40 years old, like over 20 years of waiting from being anointed to actually taking possession, being on the run, being displaced, you know, being driven by Saul. You've got... um you know, the example of Paul and his life, and you see just the hardship that he went through, and yet he is the author of, of way more than half of the New Testament. And we could keep going down the list of, of, of Peter and, and of, of all these different people in the Scriptures, and Hebrews chapter 11 talks about that. They talk about the people who, who they, their lives are marked by their faith in God, and when you look at their lives, you realize these people endured some hardship. That's right. The quick, the quick testimonies are usually, um, you know, have layers, deep layers of of years or decades of hardship, of pain, of mm-hmm. failure, of struggle, and and we miss that. We miss the value in that too. We miss the value of just like you said, being put to the test and coming out on the other side as a quality you know, product, so to speak. Right. I, I want to be a quality follower of Christ. I want to be mm. strong in my faith. I don't want to waver. And God says, fantastic. Let's bring some trials your way. That's right. And Keith, I want our listeners, and, and if you've walked with the Lord any amount of time, rather whatever religious context or denomination, I want our listeners to dump something that's been told to them over and over. It is not true. You will not find it in the Bible. It's this idea, God will never give me more than I can handle. That is not true, Keith. Agreed. God always gives you more than you can handle. He never gives you more than what he can handle. That's right. And, and, and listen, when you start to think that somehow, you know, I mean, I could think of a couple of instances in the last three years, God has given me way more than I can handle, but God has been the bedrock and the support of that. Mm-hmm. And here's the idea, Keith, when it says in Psalm 66, verse 10, for you, O Lord, have tested us. You've tried us as silver is tried. Silver is tried how? You heat it up. Mm. You burn it until the impurities come to the top. You scrape it off. You heat it up again until you keep the process, until what you have is pure silver. You don't have pure silver until you get rid of the dross, and you get rid of the dross by heating it up. So you've tested us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. Who brought us into the net? God brought us into the net. You laid crushing burdens on our back. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. Keith, this is the refinement process in the Christian life. 
God lets it happen. God anoints it. God puts the crushing burden on our head. He gives us more than we can handle so that we'll fall to our face and realize, God, I can't handle this. You can, right? This idea that this this sloppy, agape, wet Christianity that's all, you know, mushy, gushy is nonsense. God lets it happen to burn out the impurities in us. You know why I, I'm becoming more loving? Because I realized how much of a hateful person I am. Mm. How come I realized much, how much of a hateful person I am? Because God let men ride over my head. God mm. crushed me with the burden. And I fell down and said, God, I can't handle this. This is what you got to work with. Yeah. And God changed it. He scraped the dross off the top and he said, okay, let's heat it up again. This is the process of the Christian life. Wow. You said something earlier when we were talking about Job that God, is, and I'm paraphrasing what you said, uh, even though you just said it three minutes ago, you said that God has got purpose for the pain, hmm. that that there is a, a plan for the hardship that we go through. And I think that is something that once the follower of Christ can actually just accept as a truth, a foundational truth, that God is always working all things together for the good of those who love him, that he who began a good work will be faithful to complete it, that all of these different things that you're talking about is is true god is not surprised by pain oftentimes he is the one that initiates the pain for the sake of our refinement and and when we get to that place of acceptance we then begin to see the payoff that you're talking about we see the payoff of the reason why my patience is being tested is because i am a, an impatient person and god wants me to be a patient man you know uh Moses, remember what was written about Moses, and Moses was the most humble man. <laughs> okay, you have a man who grew up in royalty. Okay, not by not by anything he did, right? His mother was desperate and put him in that basket as a baby, and he was found by Pharaoh's daughter, and he grew up in the palace of Pharaoh. Okay, and then when he realized the plight of his people, he goes to his people and says, "Here I am. I'm going to save you." And he knocks out, you know, kills an Egyptian, and and next thing you know, he's on the run as a fugitive. And he spent 40 years being humbled by his experience, being, you know, broken in a sense by life and being okay with this obscurity that he had. Mm. And then one day God shows up and says, go deliver my people. And, wow. and he's, he's self-humbled because he's like, well, I can't do this and I can't do that and I can't do this. And God's like, stop making excuses. I'll make a way. Well, as you watch him grow and as you watch him become the leader the conclusion of his story is the most humble man. Hmm. How how do you go? How do you how did he become the most humble man? He had to go from relying on his upbringing, on his status, to relying solely on the empowering that God brought by his spirit into his life. He was nothing. He was just a man, and he made mistakes too. But Moses had to learn humility through trials. We have to learn patience through hardship. We have to learn endurance through these things. It's James chapter 1, verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. God wants us mm. to be whole, lacking in nothing, and he will use trials to get us to that point. Amen. Keith, um, I, for the longest time, my Christian life, and, and I can start this and we can talk about this on the other side of the break, I had, I had two prayers. I had, God, 
turn me into a loving person and give me compassion for others. And I just, I sought it, but for whatever it was, my, my upbringing, the makeup in my heart, I lacked love and I lacked compassion. And then God put me through what would be the life-defining trial in my existence so far mm. and allowed me to go through a helpless state where mm. I was beat down spiritually in a way that I was like, God, and all of the dross came to the top. I saw the hurt. I saw the hate. I saw, and and here's what happened. This truth of this in Psalm 66, 12, but you brought us out to rich fulfillment or you mm. bought us out, brought us out to an abundance. God's desire wasn't to leave me or anybody in the constant hurt and the right. pain and the trial. Right. It is to bring us out, but it's to bring us out to something that's rich. And maybe on the other side of the music or on the other side of the break, sorry, I get the Mike and Heather show the music mixed up. On the break, yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe we can talk about that a little more and what's the end desire and goal of God in all that. Yeah. We're really thankful to key radio pastor, Steve and myself both have had opportunities to be on the morning show with Mike and Heather. You can go to keyradio.org to find out more about their programming and to listen to past episodes of their show. This is Shouts of Grace with Pastor Keith Radke. That's myself and Pastor Steve Pearson. And uh, we're going to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace Radio with Pastor Steve Pearson and Keith Radke. At Shouts of Grace Radio, we're thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah on the airwaves with good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Key Radio can be found online at keyradio.org, and your support of Key Radio makes programs like Shouts of Grace Radio possible. Now, let's join Pastor Steve and Pastor Keith for the conclusion of today's conversation. All right. My least favorite subject in the world, Pastor Steve, is dealing with hardship. And yet we're talking from Proverbs 17.3 about being refined by difficulty, being refined by hardship, how God uses the process of pain to actually make us better people. You know, James again says that the steadfastness that we are learning through the trials is to make us perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If we're honest with ourselves— even if you've been a Christian for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, there are still areas in our lives that do not honor God. They, right. they are not God's best. And only God can work out the details to make it the best thing. There is a work that we apply ourselves to. Listen to the previous episode. We talked about diligence. But there is a work that God is doing in us in the refining of the silver and of the gold through the fire is the example that he gives for our lives. Hey, I've got to turn up the heat. I've got to allow you to go through some difficulty because if you don't, you're gonna you're you're not gonna be completely the person that he's saved us to be, that he purposes us to be. That's right. And everything remember, everything is contingent upon the impurities that exist in fallen man. Mm. So so he's not able to be what he wants to be without the burning off of the dross. And right. so God designs the Christian life, every life specifically, regardless of what a person goes through. Maybe they're going through a horrible divorce. Maybe there's been unfaithfulness in a marriage and they're sitting back and they're saying, why me? And I'm not saying that 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 God delights in those things, but what God delights is taking what was meant for evil and burning and heating up the person to where it pulls the dross out of them. And I'll tell you something, Keith, on the other side of the break, I told you when I went through this trial, here's where I've come out. 
the thing I prayed for for years that I could not manufacture myself, the love and the compassion and all that stuff, it's it's there in a way that it hasn't been before. Now I I, I look at others and I and I and I get it. You know, when you've been in a place and and, and you've been deeply scarred or hurt, you have a compassion now that you couldn't manufacture without the thing you went through. Mm. And 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 that's the thing I think that God pulls the beauty out of a situation is I'm going to let this happen, but I'm going to bring you out to a rich fulfillment. You know, I think of a time when, when me and my wife were in this place where we were being tested with our tithe, right? Do we, 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 we were, it was several years ago. We had lost our jobs. We were down to our last little bit and okay, do we tithe or do we buy groceries? Right. And, and so my wife just said, you know what? Well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to tithe because I'm going to be faithful or whatever that three days later. And nobody knew this. Nobody knew we were down to that. The, what ended up happening, we got a $10,000 check, anonymous check in the mail, just, wow. just given to us. And it was like, she what comes in, she's crying and it's like, okay, but how come she chose to do that? Because that was in her? No, because she watched for years yeah. the faithfulness of yeah. God. And she yeah. saw through failing and through successes that, okay, this is what we got to do. And I'm saying this to say that everything that God takes our listeners through, whatever it is, your pain points in life, God is at work in the pain he doesn't mm. he doesn't waste anything and it's meant to refine you so you hold on because god has not designed your life to be this constant beat down it's a beat down that brings you out and a beat mm. down and brings you out to rich fulfillment yeah i think there's a lot of times we question the trials and we even justifiably we're angry with those in our life or the circumstances in our life where essentially we're a victim. We can honestly say mm. we're a victim. You know, we're, we're, we're either a victim of another person's, you know, sinful uh, actions towards us or or as one of the three students used to say, it was a curly victim of circumstance, right? You, you can be a victim, but to stay in a victim mentality, pointing the finger and blaming other people may be something that God wants to burn out of you. And we had an interview with Pastor Robert Marshall, who's been a mentor to both of us, and our listeners can go back to episode 13 and 14 to listen to that interview. But Pastor Robert talks about the hurts that they went through in their life and how he learned forgiveness, because what God was working in him was not to point the finger of blame at the people who had hurt them, to not point the finger of blame at circumstances, to not point the finger of blame at God, but instead to learn, just as you described with love, to learn the quality of forgiveness, to become a forgiving person, in your case, to become a loving person. Mm -hmm. When we spend so much time pointing our fingers at others and saying, I can't believe this is happening, I can't believe you did that, you know what? You may genuinely have been hurt. You may be a real victim, but God does not want you to stay in that place. He wants you to become and to uh, the, the person That's and right. to learn the qualities that honor him. Question, Keith. When the men stood and held the stones to throw at the adulterous woman in John 8, were they right to hold the stones? Absolutely. They she had absolutely, broken the law. She had broken the law. Listen, just because you're right doesn't give you the right to throw the stones. That's right. Because what Jesus said was, when he bent down, he said, you who are without sin cast the first stone. There was only one person in that group mm-hmm. that was that was legally and able to throw a stone, and it was him. Right. And so what he was saying is, listen, if you who are laden with sin hold stones in your righteous anger to throw at somebody else— 
I would suggest to you, as he writes in the sand, I would suggest to you the trial was as much about them and mm-hmm. their response as it was what this woman had done. And when we go through things, Keith, I think God turns the light specifically on us, right? Yes. I think God wants to show our depravity in every situation, even if we think we're right. There's something in it that God will bring to the surface if we let him, and he'll burn it out of us. But if we are looking at just the person who's been guilty and we want to throw stones, we're going to miss the very thing that Jesus had to imprint on the ground for them. And and I don't want to be the person that that, that misses God's lesson in something for right. me because right. at, at at that point you kind of it kind of goes south and then you got to circle back and you got to learn it again right so I think we need to be careful with understanding God's desire and love for His people is to make them a holy people that That's He right. has to make them holy by burning and by burning the impurities out. Amen. Agreed on all points, Pastor Steve. There's a dangerous teaching out there that says that if a person is going through hardship or if they have pain or sickness or those kind of things in their life, that it's because they lack faith. (laughs) And yet the scripture says the reason for the trials, the sickness, the pain, the hardship is to build your faith. And, And how many times we are missing the point because we want to believe from a human standpoint, that it's supposed to get easier. We want to believe that the gospel is easy, that it takes away all of our problems and fixes everything. But Jesus was honest when he said, if you follow after me, you're going to be hated. You're going to experience trials, persecutions, uh, tribulations in this world. You might even be killed. But let me tell you this, there's an eternal perspective. There's an eternal reward. And that's what it is. We One day we are going to be presented to Jesus Christ as a perfect and spotless church, a perfect and spotless bride, collective together to be with him forever in eternity. And this life, this earth, is that process. It's that preparation. It's refining us. It's making us pure. And instead of fighting against it, Lord, help us to let the work, let the process be completed in our life so that way we are those people and to stop believing that somehow there's a contradiction between, you know, the blessed life and the burdened, painful life, you know, the painful life. And so I would just encourage our listeners, it's possible to have both simultaneously, to have pain in our life, to have difficulty, but also to experience the joy and the blessing of God's fellowship in our life. Hmm. Pastor Steve, what would you say to that person who is feeling condemned because they do view their trials as a curse from God. They view their trials as a lack of faith that they'll just never be able to do. How can we encourage that listener through hardship? Some of the greatest people that ever are mentioned in Scripture, this is what is said of them. They suffered mockings and floggings. Some suffered chains and imprisonments. Some were stoned. They were sawn in half. They were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep. They had nothing and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, in whom the world was not worthy. There is your heritage of faith. Wow. It is a group that has submitted themselves to God and come what will to build my faith, even if it means the worst that the world has to offer and the trials of man can give a person. You are in what you're in as a Christian because God has designed it. The pressure points are for your good and you hold on because God will bring you out to rich fulfillment in this life or the next. And Jesus Christ, who is God made flesh, himself was put to the test. Himself was put on trial. He suffered 
even by God's will and purpose and design. Jesus knows exactly what it feels like. It says we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize Amen. with our pain, with our because he went through the same thing. Amen. Jesus himself knows what it means to suffer. And you and I both can find a compassionate high priest, a understanding, sensitive Savior who knows what we're going through and will walk with us through every step of the trial. And there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There are better days coming. Let God do his refining work. Pastor Steve, would you pray for us? Father, I want to pray for all those out there that are listening, that God, you would bless their life. You would let them know you love them. You have not forsaken them. All that they are enduring is for your glory. You will make sense of it one day in this life or the next. Give them strength to persevere through all that they're going through in Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio. Practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson and Pastor Keith Radke. We hope you've been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. That's ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com. At ShoutsOfGraceRadio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastors Steve and Keith. Shouts of Grace Radio is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church located in Eagle Mountain, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ.